So my message today is very simple, and, uh, and I hope it encourages you. Uh, God, I think maybe is speaking to us already this morning, and maybe I can build on some of that. You know, the Bible, the Word of God, is eminently practical, right? It's a practical book for a practical world, because it contains practical solutions, and we're to live practical lives. We are to, we are, we are, what we learn, experience, and understand from the Bible is have to have a direct bearing, not only on how we live, but on the quality of the life that we live. You know, Christianity ranges from those whose experience of God is like a Sunday. I come to church on a Sunday, and then I'll do my thing, and then I'll go home, and the rest of my week, really, God will have nothing to do with me, and I'll have nothing to do with him. Many Christians live that way, God bless them. Um, that's not what God wants, I don't think. But some people are like that, some people range all the way to, you know, they're so super spiritual, you just can't do anything with them. You know, it's like everything is, is Jesus and Holy Spirit and God, and it's like, you know, they don't do anything unless it comes with a side order of angels and, you know, and, and God bless them, right? Okay, and, uh, but we want life to be practical. We're in a very challenging season in the world, aren't we? Right? I've had emails saying this is it. <laughs> it is the end. You can find it in Revelation. Okay, okay, whatever. If that's what you believe, God bless you. Um, how do we respond to those kind of things? How do we respond to something like coronavirus? How do we respond knowing that somebody may have it in this room? Amen. That's the exact attitude we should have. You know, I think I listened to a um, really helpful message on Sunday. I, I listened to various people, as you know. I listened to various different, that build me up in different ways. But uh, Chris Vallotton was speaking last Sunday in, in Reading. Really, really sensible about our response to things like this. The thing is the fear can become worse than the, than the illness, can't it? The fear, and, and it becomes worse than the illness. We are not to live in fear, right? Now, it can be very fearful when you walk in through Tesco's and the person next to you sneezes all over you. <laughs> I mean, that's rude anyway, but you know what I mean? It's like, what's going on? It can be very difficult if, if you have pension money in investments, Right? And suddenly you realise you've lost a load of money because of coronavirus. All these things can induce fear. Right? And when I say some of you, I mean some of me. That's right. It can induce fear. What's going to... I'm 50 now. I've got to think about these things. It's important. Right? It can induce fear. But we're not to live by fear. We're to live by faith. Right? Also, we're not to be stupid and just... Don't care. God has got it all sorted out. Don't matter. You know, anybody can come and sneeze on me if they want to, because no disease will touch me. We have to hear that from God. We can't just presume on that. And Chris Vallotton uses the word, the, um, he used the, the message from um, the verse, from Proverbs. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. We are to prepare our horses for battle. We have a responsibility to do what is right. So it's probably very, very responsible as this thing grows, as it looks like it is going to grow or is growing. What do we as Christians do? We stand in the gap for our nation. We pray against it. 
It's not from God. We don't believe it's from God. But it's probably sensible to have tissues. Right? It's probably sensible to have hand gel if you think that's... If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask if you want to. I don't mind. Um, but just be sensible. But we're not going to run away in fear, are we? We can't have fear. God is for us. Why do we not have fear? Because we live in hope. Right? I want to talk about hope this morning. Is that okay? We've got about 20 minutes. I want to talk about hope. I was listening to somebody else. It was not from Bethel. I don't think. Anyway. Um, he made this statement that really, that really impacted me. He said, hope feels, faith knows, love never fails. Hope feels, faith knows, love never fails. We can't do anything without love, am I right? If we don't have love, we can have all the hope and faith in the world, our hope and faith will be a big fat noise. Okay? We need faith. Faith is the economy, is the, is the currency of the kingdom of God. So whether you're talking about saving faith, whether you're talking about enduring faith, whether you're talking about faith for the miraculous, or whether you're talking about faithfulness, we need faith. Faith is what we know. Okay? We operate in faith upon what we know. Even though we can't physically see it, we know it. Because faith is a gift from God given to us to be certain of, of, of the future or to be certain about, of a certain thing. Hope feels, hope is something that is God's way of creating the atmosphere that we live in. Do you know, do you believe God wants you to live in a hope-filled atmosphere? Do you know that God wants you to live in a hope-filled atmosphere? Yeah. These lot are awake. What is the matter with you? Come on, Elizabeth. You go to Bible college. He wants us to live in a hope-filled environment. So even when we're facing something like coronavirus, or if you're facing something like financial loss, or if you're facing sickness, or if your husband won't pick his socks up, What can I say about a wife? I need something. <laughs> I've only got a... My wife's so perfect, I can't think of anything to say. We are to live in a hope-filled environment. And while faith is a gift from God, do you realise you have a part to play in creating that hope that you live in? Do you know that? You have to play a part in creating the atmosphere that you live in. And faith is the substance of the things that we hope for. Faith is the very things that we lay hold of, but we lay hold of them as a gift of God in an environment of hope because we are born in hope and we live in hope. Hallelujah. Are you feeling hopeful this morning? Two really quick things uh, that I just want to leave with you around hope. As I was thinking about this, as I went to God's words, um, and I hope they help you um, uh, as I share them. Number one, hope is always colliding with eternity. Hope is intertwined with forever. The only reason we have hope this morning, the only reason we have hope because, is because Jesus Christ died and rose again. Because you can live with everything. You can have everything you need. You can have the perfect relationship. You can have all the money in the world. You can be tip-top health-wise. But you know what? It all comes to a shuddering end at the end of life. 
except it doesn't. Because we as Christians know that death is not the end. Why is death not the end? Because Jesus conquered death for us and he went ahead of us. And our hope is not in this world. Our hope is in eternity. Hallelujah. Amen. That should make you feel good. That should make you feel good. Romans 8, verses 22 to 25. <clears throat> Romans 8, 22 to 25. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth right to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we eagerly await our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but a hope that is not is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not have, we wait for it patiently. Our hope is in the glory of God. Our hope is in what we do not yet have, and that is in eternity. Our hope is founded on this sure and certain promise. He has defeated death, and we are going through death to live with him forever. And our hope is not in this world. Our hope is in the glory of God, as we eagerly await for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Who can tell me this morning their body hasn't yet been redeemed? You know, I get it. I, 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 it could, thank God we believe in the healing power of God. Hallelujah. We're believing it. But, you know, we're going to get a new body one day. We're looking to a day when he will finish everything off. And our hope is in eternity. If we, if we disassociate hope from eternity, then we have problems. To know real hope, certain hope, we have to know we are eternal creatures. We were made, saved, prepared for the real substance of our life, which is with him forever and ever. Ultimately, ultimately, our hope is in the certain victory of Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen? Our hope is in his resurrection. Romans 5, verses 1 and 2 says, Romans 5, 1 and 2, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith, into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Hallelujah. We boast. And we said last week our worship is like a boasting. It's not in ourselves, but in Jesus. We hope our boast is a hope of the glory of God. We're going to see him one day. Hallelujah. We're going to see him one day. And you may look at life now and think, I've lost stuff. I've lost stuff. I've lost money, I've lost relationships, I've lost people. You know, if you didn't have Jesus Christ, you, would be, you might feel hopeless. But I want you to know right now, we have hope. Yeah. Eternal hope. Amen? And I know some people here, I know some people here, are still working through their emotions of last year with Victor and Jane. I know they are. It came home to me a couple of Sundays ago as we were practicing here uh, a song and I went over to speak to somebody as they were here early and they were in tears because it was a song that Jane loved. Pain, sadly, is part of this life. And I understand there is still grieving going on and there is still hurting going on. 
But I don't know that we can really, although I think we confuse that with saying, I don't understand. I don't understand in certain ways. But yet in other ways, I absolutely do understand. Because she is living in the hope, and Victor is living in the hope that Jesus won for them forever. And do we realize we're going to join them one day? They haven't gone forever. We cannot live as the world lives with no hope, thinking it's finished, it's over. It's not. We've got years and 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 years of Jane getting us lost on the way to church. (laughs) We've got years and years and years of Victor's wisdom. Yeah? We have to have this hope. All the hope I'm going to talk about from now on is rooted in this, that Jesus Christ has won the victory for us. And we live and we stand in hope. Amen? If anybody is hurt, and you know, it's a difficult thing for me. I'm processing some of these things still. As a leader here, have, you know, we, we need to move on. Who can hear Jane and Victor saying, Dave, get on with it. Move on. And we need to move on. But I know it's difficult for people processing People who, who love their presence and love their advice. And if anybody's struggling, I want you to know that, that I'm with you and I'm here and others are here to talk. Don't think you have to be on your own as you go through the grieving journey. Okay? Because I know some people are still grieving. But ultimately, I just want you to get this in your spirit, in your heart. We're going to see them again one day. We're going to see them again. And this little blip of time is going to be like, man, that's, this there is what that was for. We have hope. And it's rooted in the eternal victory of Jesus Christ. And I want us to move forward knowing that because our hope is rooted in something so solid as the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we can have hope for today as well. So hope collides with eternity. Real hope is intertwined with eternity. But this morning I want to leave you with this, that hope cultivates my journey today. Hope cultivates my journey today. Our hope in eternity alone is not just what God wants us to live in. And I think some of us will know what it was like 20 years ago or 30 years ago or 40 years ago where Everything here was awful and rubbish and terrible and we just got to get there. Because once we get there, everything will be fine and we can just be so negative and so dour. We may as well become monks or something that that just isolate ourselves from the world because there's nothing good going to happen. The world is falling to pieces. How can we ever be happy? How can we ever have real hope? The only hope we'll have is when we get there at the end. But I believe with all my heart the hope of heaven is to seep into our world today. The hope of heaven is actually to pour into our hearts today. We live in hope. We are to live in an atmosphere of hope. Around every situation, to live in an atmosphere of hope. Hope is a, heaven is a place of hope, and our assignment is to see heaven come to earth. That means that we are to carry hope into every situation. Did you hear that? You are to carry hope into every situation. We are to carry hope 
into every situation. Some of our hope will only be fully realised when we get to the end. But we are to live in that hope. But it doesn't stay there. It comes down to today. Romans 15 verse 13, one of my favourite scriptures. So many of you know it. To speak to the lifestyle, the, envi- the environment that we are to carry. Romans 15 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're not only, do not, we're not only to carry hope, we're to overflow with hope. Amen? Do you realise that? We're, we're to overflow with hope from deep down within us. The presence of the Holy Spirit is in you and me. That is the deposit guaranteeing eternity. That brings you hope. That brings hope alive in you today. It sees situations through his eyes, not just yours. And he creates an atmosphere that you know all things work together for goods. Say that now together. All things work together for goods. Let's say it again. All things work together for goods. Yeah. All things work together for good. Paul said in Romans 5.5, hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Ultimately, if your hope is not in the finished work of Jesus and eternity, it will disappoint. But the hope of Jesus Christ never disappoints. Hope is to cultivate our journey at every step. Whatever things look like, there should be hope. It should shape the atmosphere and environment in which we see, feel, react and engage our words. And how we engage our words is really important. Paul said a verse in Romans 12.12, which I think, you know, for many people it looks like a bit like life. Romans 12.12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. You know, affliction is never far away. The Bible tells us that, and life experience tells us that. Am am I I making that up? There's often things that happen, aren't there, that we don't want to happen. Prayer, faithful prayer, staying connected and contending through faithful prayer is an everyday part of our life. But joy is also always possible because of the hope that we carry. Be joyful in hope. This morning I want to give you, as it were, permission to be hopeful about your future. You hear me? I want to give you permission. You don't need my permission. But I just want to say to you, you can have hope for your future. I know some of you are looking at really, di- really difficult situations. People in our family, the church family right now, really going through trials. I want to say to them, whether you're here or they're not here, there is hope. You have hope. You have permission to have hope for your situation. We bless Carla this morning. Carla going through such trials. She's not here. And this week, her uncle, a much-loved uncle, passed away. She's in such pain. I want to declare over Carla... In the name of Jesus, you have hope for your situation. Amen? For Eric and Sonia, Clive and Rita, for others here today, I want to give you permission to believe hope 
Let hope create the environment that you think and speak in this morning in the name of Jesus. Faith knows, hope feels. Sets the environment that we live in. You know, faith is a gift. You can't create faith. You can, you can exercise it. You can exercise faith so that you become able to receive greater uh, assignments in faith from God. But faith is a gift. But hope is cultivated. Hope is something that we have to really engage with. Famous words from Psalm 42, verse 5, that we know so well. This is David speaking. Psalm 42, verse 5 says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope... This is David speaking to his own soul. He's not speaking to you or me. He's speaking to himself. Why are you downcast, my soul? Why soul is so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. I say to myself, Dave Weston, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. He's not denying that things are tough. He's not denying that he's got problems. He's not denying he's under the cosh. But he's saying to himself, David, David, what are you doing? Put your hope in God. Because I'm going to praise him yet, my saviour and my God. What's he doing? He's creating an environment. He's creating an atmosphere around him. This is the way I'm going to think. This is the base that I'm going to think from. Before David got his answer, he said, I will yet praise you. You don't hope for what you already have. Hope is not there for when things are good and great. He looks forward to a better time, a better answer, a better place. It's not the hope that it will happen. It's the expectation it will because of the goodness of God. You cultivate hope with your words, with your praise, with your mindset. You create the atmosphere of hope with your words. Diane remembered us a couple, reminded us a couple of weeks ago, you know, you can't make... De- declarations don't guarantee that something's going to happen. Speaking words don't guarantee. But the word of God is sure. Nothing happens without words being spoken. God operates through the words. He always has done. He, always, he didn't use a machine to create the universe. He spoke it. And we have to learn. We have to, by the grace of God, begin to use our words to, put, to declare where our hope is and that our future is not finished. You cultivate hope when speaking against hopelessness. Choosing words of trust rather than despair. Some people will say, well, I don't feel it. I don't feel hope. I don't see it. I don't have it. Well, if you felt it, saw it and had it, you wouldn't need it. Because you hope not for what you've got, but for what you believe for. Who hopes for what they already have? If you already got it, you don't need it. I want to say this with all humility and all love. There is no need for hopelessness in any child of God. There is no need for any hopelessness in any child of God. Listen, we have the Holy Spirit. We have the promises of a good father who knows everything. You have a faithful brother brother and saviour in Jesus Christ who said he would never leave you or forsake you. You have the promise of his word that says all things work together for good. To live devoid of hope in the face of a situation is practically and actually to deny all these things. And to live, to live as if they, and indeed as if God, is either not real or not dependable. 
I don't want to live like that. I want to give you permission. If you're a Christian this morning, I want to give you permission and authority to live in hope, to create an atmosphere of hope. How bad is it for you right now? How are your finances? How's your marriage looking? How are things in terms of afflictions in the form of trials or persecution or sickness? This morning I want to declare before I leave, you stand in hope today. And an expectation of good to flood into your life. A hope that is rooted in eternity in the finished work of Jesus, but it comes down into our world today so that you can praise you can rejoice. As we come to worship again, you can be confident. You can overflow with hope because he is with you. Surrender to him. You know, God gives us responsibility. He's a good father. Because he's a good father, he doesn't do everything for us. Yeah? My kids, my, my daughter say, hey, Becca. Back for the weekend. You know, she's gone away. Sorry, love. And she's had to do things for herself. She cooks. She manages money. And I hope that Hazel and I have played a role in preparing her for that. A good father does that. He gives us responsibility and we grow in it. And you know, sometimes to engage in hope, we not only speak words, but we have to take action. To take up the responsibility God has given us. But sometimes things happen, we have no control. What do we do? I, I can't control this situation. I can't control the situation in my marriage. I can't control the situation in my body. But you know what? I have hope. And the hope is this. My God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. And it's rooted in eternity. And you know what? I may not get it all right now. Why are we devoid of hope? Sometimes we're devoid of hope because we forget about eternity. And all our hope is in this world. It's all in this world. I'll, I'll have hope. I, don't, I need money. I need, the, I need the house, I need the car, I need the relationships. And because we're never going to get that, so we're never going to be full of hope. You can't guarantee anything from this world. It's pointless. So what do we do? We have to realise that we, can, we may not get everything we want in this world. Our hope is connected to eternity. Hallelujah. Yeah. And in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, Or a lack of hope could denote a lack of trust and a desire to, and a prideful desire to hold on to our own feelings. A determination to cultivate your own agenda rather than an agenda of hope through trust in his word, his goodness, his promises and his power. This needs a repentance and a change of focus and a change of language. Let's stand together. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, we call out hopelessness. We speak to it in the name of Jesus. And we tell it to leave this room in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're a child of God this morning, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to know there's no situation in your life about which you should have no hope. Amen? There is no situation. I'm not saying it's not going to be tough, right? Sorry. I'm not saying there's not going to be challenges. I'm not saying that sometimes we have to be patient with affliction. 
What I'm saying is our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I'm not going to trust the Swedish frame. I'm going to wholly lean on Jesus' name because he has won the victory for all eternity. Hallelujah. So we're going to let's, if you this morning, uh, let's do it this way. If you're in a situation that has given you the sense it's hopeless, it might be to do with a job situation. It could be a relationship in your marriage. Okay, it could be in, so every eye's closed now. It could be in whatever it is where you've allowed a hopeless environment to build itself in your heart and your mind. You've allowed a hopeless atmosphere to swallow you up. This morning, if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. Just no, one, no one's looking. Just lift your hand a small bit or very high. Depends how much faith you've got. Okay? God sees. God sees. And I'm not going to, I'm going to pray for a resolution to your situation. But more than that, I'm going to pray for a change of atmosphere in your heart. God has not abandoned you. He has not abandoned you. Do you hear that this morning? God has not abandoned you. He's not abandoned your children. He's not abandoned your children. He has not abandoned your children. His eye is upon them. His eye is following them. His eye is going to, his reach, sees them and reaches out to them. His hand protects them. All you need to do is pray over them. Deliver them from the evil one. Hallelujah. And trust God. Trust your Father today. Trust him. All things will work together for good. Father, I pray for anybody now with their hands raised. I pray in the name of Jesus for a flood of hope to hit this room like a tidal wave in the name of Jesus. I pray for a flood of hope to hit this room in the name of Jesus. I pray for repentance to come from our heart to change the atmosphere that we begin to speak the words of hope. We begin to say, why am I so downcast my soul? Why so despairing within me? Put my hope in God for I will yet praise him my Saviour and my God. I give, we give um, relationships to you, marriages to you, husbands and wives and children. We give finances to you. We give the world situation to you, God. We're not hopeless. We're not hopeless. We're not hopeless because there is a Saviour, there is a Lord, there is a God who's coming in power, who's coming in revival power. He's coming to change atmospheres, to change lives. Hallelujah. God, we speak against this coronavirus and we say it to die in the name of Jesus. To die in the name of Jesus. And let life and healing flood across our world. We stand in hope today. Hope that you have set us free. Thank you, God. If you didn't die and stay in the grave. You rose again. The very greatest hope robber has been defeated. Hallelujah. And so why do we have to fear? Jesus, we create and we cultivate within ourselves an atmosphere of hope that you, Jesus, would fill our vision this morning. God, I pray for those who are struggling with grief, Lord. They're struggling with pain in their heart. Lord God, I'm not saying they shouldn't feel that. Lord Jesus, I pray you would be their strength. You would be their comfort. You would be their soothing. God, I pray that those who feel like they've lost somebody, that they would find you afresh, God. And then you would bring them somebody else, God, who will be the one they have lost to them in the name of Jesus. But Father, even so, we break off all hopelessness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You're going to work it, God. And we love you and we trust you. And we choose hope today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I'm going.
I'm going and Hazel's going and Rebecca's going and anybody else. God bless you all.